It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. It's time for our Wednesday episode of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. I'm so excited we get to talk about stable again. So each week on Wednesday, I'm trying to include one stable topic. Now, last week we started the topic of sustained continued improvement. And we talked about training and non-conforming product management and incident avoidance registers. Today, I want to talk to you about measuring the cost savings of quality. This is interesting. So there is, of course, an overhead cost incurred in time and money for performing all these quality activities. It takes time to create standard operating procedures and checklists and then review them regularly. It takes time to meet with other busy employees, make appointments, and meet with customers. The alternative is an environment filled with unscheduled problems causing rework, scrap, fires to put out, angry customers, reputational damage, and lost revenue. Quality management is not about adding unneeded overhead to your daily work. It's about trading predictable, pre-scheduled time for not having to downstream unpredictable. Unscheduled time burdens needed to recover from the never-ending circus of reactions. Teach your people to respect and improve the system. Build a culture that allows for mistakes, reflection, innovation, new ideas, and group creativity for solving problems. Celebrate victories together. Generate better ideas and performance improvements as a group. Challenge your team to improve continually. When mistakes are made, don't blame the employee. Instead, challenge the individual or the team to come up with a new way to prevent anyone in the future from repeating that same mistake. The next question is, won't heavy process slow us down? When W. Edwards Deming first approached American car manufacturers in the 1940s and told them that he had techniques that could double uh, the lifetime of their products, they simply dismissed him. They considered other early industry attempts to manage quality by past failed companies and rejected the idea that it should be a prominent focus. In 1949, Deming was asked to help with the joint U.S.-Japanese census efforts in Japan after World War II. While, they, while he was able to share his ideas with Japanese manufacturing companies, he stayed in Japan for 25 years helping Sony, Toshiba, Toyota, and many other companies rebuild their factories around his ideas. Together, they created a collection of guiding quality management principles we now call Lean. In the end, they proved the American car manufacturers wrong. They demonstrated that they could produce a higher quality product in less time and for less money. And they did it without expensive robotics and technology. The difference was that they had learned the correct way to manage quality. The same argument surfaces today. Often technical teams approach with a quality management proposition push back, thinking the process will slow everything down to a crawl. It is critical to understand that a quality program presents a trade-off in time and resources. Some overhead and time is required to operate within a quality program minimal if executed correctly. But the benefit of the trade-off is that your team will have much more time freed up going forward due to the minimization of unexpected work, rework, scrap, delays, and downtime. You'll get some short-lived pushback from newcomers when establishing a a systematized quality program, but once they have a few positive experiences from their quality monitoring efforts, they'll catch on and become believers. So it boils down to good versus bad process, to be honest. That, that's what it, that, that's the crux of this, right? 
So a good process implementation does not provide much resistance to the natural flow of work throughout a system. Even though checklists are used and surrendered at checkpoints, the workflow should never be held up waiting for an approval. The key is to make sure the same people making the decisions are the people with access to the information. <clears throat> By contrast, bad process has a noticeable distance between the decision maker and the information. This is a common source of artificial delays. One example of bad process occurred during Desert Storm. Some colleagues worked in Iraq as a government contractors during the war. They explained that for some approvals, they had to suit up, get into hardened vehicles, drive from their base through several known kill zones, and into another base where a higher-ranking officer was available, only to obtain a signed piece of paper authorizing something. Then the team had to drive back through those kill zones to be able to proceed with the next step in their process. Although this process needed improvement, these men were clearly dedicated to getting the job done. In other words, a quality program is optimal. That's where we need to be, right? We need to make sure we understand how to put together a quality program. And that's what the stable framework is all about. It's about marrying the things that you learned in Agile, the things that you learned in Lean, the things that you learned in Operational Excellence. All of these things are important and they're going to help us to do better and help us to understand exactly what we should be doing. So I hope this resonates with you. I hope that this gives you the information that you need to move forward. I hope that this excites you about Stable. If you want to learn more about Stable, reach out to us at learnmore@agiledad.com, where we'd love to teach you more about it. And until next time, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Do take care.